Welcome to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. I'm Scott Law, and I'll assure you that this is not your typical Christian podcast, just spouting that old-time religion. We're exploring the intersection of our life and faith in a way that's fresh and new. We'll be unpacking deep theological concepts in a very fun and relatable way. Together, my father and I have traveled to over 125 countries, endeavoring to be the hands and feet of Christ. We've also faced incredible personal trials and tragedy, and we held on to the grace of God through it all. So the purpose of our podcast is to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear. Again, welcome to the Conversations Podcast. Sit down, turn it up, and enjoy. Hello, everyone. Glad to be back. This is Scott Law, the Conversations Podcast. I'm with my dad, Terry Law. Hey, everybody. Glad to be with you again today. Good. We're going to talk about choices, choices that we make in our life and uh, the power of choice, the power we have to choose. Dad, why don't you share with us? Sure. I've got a great story here taken directly from my book called The Hope Habit. And it tells the story of a good friend of mine. A lot of folk uh, in the evangelical world know about Brother Andrew. Brother Andrew is a man called God's smuggler, and uh, he tells a story that in, in his uh, book that really touched me. Brother Andrew has no tolerance for the spirit of fatalism that is spread like a virus through much of the contemporary church here in America. And as he explained in the following account, he said, some time ago, I heard two Christian women discussing the plight of hostages being held by Middle Eastern terrorists. I feel sorry for those poor men and their families, one of the women remarked, but really this is God's problem, not ours. We have to remember that he he has already decided how their stories are going to turn out. The other woman sighed. Oh, yes, she said. What is frustrating, it seems we're all being held hostage by the evil people in the world. The terrorists and dictators, the drug dealers, the criminals. The first woman smiled and patted her friend's arm. Well, that's how it looks, she said comfortingly. But we know God has his reasons for allowing those things. Even when we don't understand their reasons, we can be sure that nothing happens outside of God's will. That is heresy, folks. As I listened, Brother Andrew says, I felt indignation rising within me. I could barely control the urge to turn to them and say, what's the matter with you? Why are you talking this way? You're not helpless. God has given you the power to change that situation. Why don't you use it? Why don't you pray? Wow. I remember reading that story and, and how it affected me. And, I, uh, you know, let me ask you a question. Who, who do you identify with in Surrey? Do you identify with Brother Andrew or with the two women? I'll tell you, a lot of you listening to me right now have the same kind of fatalistic theology that they did. Of course we should pray. Everybody knows that prayer is the proper thing for Christians to do. But why don't we pray then? If we don't take the time to do what we think or do what we believe, I, I think one of the saddest things that I see, I'm in my 70s now, I've traveled 
for 50 years all over the world in all kinds of situations. And the one thing about the church, the Christian church in the West, that bothers me the most is the fact that most people don't choose. Most people don't stand aside to do different. And I... I remember a friend of mine was leading a missions conference in California, and he, he writes, he said, before I got up to speak, the pastor asked if anyone needed prayer. Then he invited people standing near those in need to walk over, touch them on the shoulder, and pray for them. But hardly anyone moved. And sadly, some people stood with an upraised hand and no one to pray for them. I knew why and decided to confront the problem head-on as an introduction to my message. Here we are, talking about going to the ends of the earth for the gospel, and yet most of you didn't bother to walk 10 feet to pray for your own brothers. Ouch. That's that's Jim. And uh, he said, the reason, plain and simple, is that you don't really think your prayers will make a difference. You didn't step out because you think prayer, your prayer, is pointless. It was a risky way to start, but doing anything else would have been hypocritical for me, Jim said. How could I? How could they hope to take on the third world when they were so fatalistic about making a difference in their own world? Such mm. fatalism about prayer has captured countless Christians. Mm. And friends, if there is a wake-up call, For America right now, open your eyes. Open your ears. Look what's coming through on the television sets. Look at the people who are dying. The curse of disease on our nation. Look at the financial numbers and people are running out of their retirement accounts. Things are in trouble. What are you doing about it? That's a question. And I'm being very straight today, but I feel that that anointing is Mm. is on me, and and this is the time for it. Mm. We need to choose to do something. As a nation, our government is choosing to give away a lot of money, and I'm sure that will help the stock market and uh, help people's retirement accounts, et cetera, et cetera. But have you even bothered to pray about it? No, I'm talking to you. Have you even bothered to pray about the coronavirus and the curse that has come to tens of thousands of people around the world? This is the work of the enemy. And if there's ever been a time for God's people to stand up and be counted, it's right now. It's right now. I can tell you over the years, that there have been times I wanted to shut up and say nothing. I've been interrogated by the KGB. I remember going into a room to uh, be interrogated in Kiev, Ukraine, which was a part of uh, the USSR. And I had preached in a Baptist church on the edge of town that the night before. And they tried to shut me down, and they didn't want they didn't want us preaching in the church, but it was, it was quite amazing that when we got back to the hotel, I was called into an interrogation session. And I remember looking at those men, KGB officers, medals on their shoulder, telling me I'm going to jail, telling me that uh, we were practicing illegally inside of the USSR. Mm. 
And folks, I tell you, I looked at that man and a boldest from God. The night before, I'd been praying for hours. And the one scripture that God gave me in prayer was uh, in Acts chapter 4 when Peter and John were taken before the Sanhedrin council and they were ordered not to preach or to pray in Jesus' name. And Peter looked at him and said, Gentlemen, whether it's right to obey God or man, you be the judge. For we cannot but do the things that we've seen and heard. There come times, folks, when Christians got to step out and say so. Got to step out and be counted. Right now, in the midst of the torment and disease in this nation, go ahead and help people who need help. Go and minister to people. Bless them financially. Do something for them in terms of their sickness or disease. There are many things that we can do as Christians, but i tell you one thing. The thing we can do that God asks us to do is to pray. Mm-hmm. There's a, a strong urge has come on me in this program right now to talk to you about prayer and about committing time to pray. And God is asking me to commit some time to pray for the chronic thing that's hit our nation, for the disease. And uh, there's lots of people dying. Oh, people are dying everywhere. And a lot of them going to a Christless eternity without Jesus. Someone's got to stand up. If i got to be a, a voice shouting, speaking in the wilderness like John the Baptist, then let it be. Mm. Let it be. But God, help us. We confess our sins. We've made our mistakes. We've misused the grace of God so many times. But even right now, I ask your forgiveness. I ask for your strength. And I pray for our nation. I pray for our president. Give him wisdom. Give him divine wisdom divine counsel from God. I pray that other Christians across this nation will rise up to hold him up in their prayers, to hold up his decision-making, to ask that he be given godly instruction from you, Father, on what to do and what to say. I pray for the Senate. I pray for the House of Congress, for the people who are leading our nation. I pray for them all. And I'm saying to you, Father, we need help. We need the God of miracles to descend, to walk into those hospital rooms, to touch people, to heal them, as you've done in days gone by. Amen. But, Father, even now, we come to you and we, we're asking people to make a choice, a choice that is so important. And we're choosing hope. That's our message. For the last 10 programs, we've been speaking about the power of hope. I'm reminded of that verse on hope in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Paul says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you can abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me take some of the words apart in that verse. First word I would take apart is the word abound. What do you do when you abound? Well, you pour water in a glass. When the water's 
when the water flows over the top of the glass, you abound, you have more than enough. And God says you can have so much hope. The Bible says you can have so much hope that it overflows. It overflows. There's something about hope that is totally contagious. And I, I, I'm encouraging right now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Why? Believe this now. By believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I remember as a young man being raised in a pastor's home, my father never, ever really complimented me for what I did. I remember I'd bring home A grades in my report card, and by and large, I'd be told, well, you can do better. My father was a pioneer. He didn't think you told your children that you had hope for them. You didn't really say much because it might go to their heads. Folk, I remember I was 34 years of age before I, my father ever said to me for the first time, son, I'm proud of you. I have hope for you, and I bless you in the name of the Lord. You know, folk, I can tell you the color of the wallpaper in the mobile home where my mother were, and father were living in Minneapolis. I can tell you what it looked like. I can tell you a lot of things about that moment. I had needed words of hope. And I want to encourage you with my words of hope today. God is good. God is ministering to you right now. And in the prayers that I'm praying and other people are praying, God is doing something with our nation. God is touching America. We're generous people. We've been blessed with so much, more than any other people on the face of the earth. But we have got so much that we can render and give back to God in the kingdom. And one of the things that you can do right now, no matter how impossible it seems for you, is you can decide to hope. But it's that decision. When Paul says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Here's where you got to choose. Right in the middle of the verse, Paul says, you choose to do that in believing. When you believe, you're choosing to believe that you can abound and you can bubble over with the hope of the Lord. You ever wonder what kids, when Jesus took the kids up on his lap, Parents kept bringing them all the time. Disciples tried to keep the kids away. And Jesus would take them up on his lap. You ever wonder what Jesus said to Johnny when he climbed onto his lap? Do you think Jesus might have said, Johnny, I know life has been hard. You've lost your father and your mother's alone. And she's been trying to provide for you, but God has given you the gift of building with your hands. And God's going to bless you, and he's going to increase you and make your life important. What, what, do you, what do you think he might have said to Mary? Mary, God's given you a beautiful voice. You can sing like a lark. And your singing makes God very happy. Train your voice. Prepare yourself to bless people because God has a hope for you and your future.
What would Jesus say to you or to me today, right now? What do you think he might say? It's time to hope, folks. Like David said, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. One of my favorite verses on hope is uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans I have. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. God's got plans for you, folks. Plans for your future and for your hope. And he's blessing us by his presence right now. What do you have to say, Scott? That was a great word, Dad. That was anointed. That was um, God was working through your words. He was giving you the words to say and speak and share. And I'm, I'm glad that you did that. Um, and I'm glad I'll let you go <laughs> do your thing because the anointing was there. Um, we've been talking about choice. We've been talking about choosing to engage these problems and pray like you talked about. Have, have people honestly and earnestly prayed over this situation? Have you prayed for your loved one? Have you prayed for the leaders of this country making huge crucial decisions? Have you pr- prayed for your bosses, the people running the organizations that you work for? Have you prayed for your loved ones, your family, your friends? Um, the, the people who are delivering these products, the people who work at the, at the grocery stores that are providing us our food. Um, and then are we choosing hope? How are we choosing to respond to the negative and the despairing things that we see on TV? And I was reminded of when I was going through cancer. Again, I, I go back to that so often because um, there were so many peaks and valleys. Every day was a peak and a valley. And I posted something on Facebook um, four, three and a half years ago, and I want to read it because it is really important. It, it ties completely into this topic of choice and of hope. 30 years ago, I was sitting in traffic with my father. I noticed the car in front of us had a bumper sticker that read, Shite happens. <laughs> I chuckled nervously because I had never seen any something like that before in a car. I awkwardly looked at my dad, hoping he didn't notice both the sane and my response. However, much to my surprise, my dad smiled and laughed out loud, which made me giggle even more. After we had stopped stopped chuckling, he calmly looked at me. He pointed at the bumper sticker and said, shite happens. That's one of the most profound sayings you will ever hear. Recently, a dear pastor friend of mine shared a passage of scripture with me that speaks to this situation of cancer that I was going through at the time. Ecclesiastes 9, 11, and 12 says again, I saw that under the sun, The race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligence, nor favor to the skillful, but time and chance happen to them all. For no one can anticipate the time of disaster, like fish taken in a cruel net, and like birds caught in a snare, so mortals are snared at a time of calamity, when it suddenly falls upon them. The redneck wisdom that was found in the bumper sticker is merely echoing the wise words of Solomon in Ecclesiastes. It happens. Crap happens. Calamities of all kinds happen to each of us at inopportune times in our lives. It is a guarantee. How we respond to those calamities is what determines how the road ahead will look like for us. You can worry and feel sorry for yourselves in the moment, but that won't change the situation or your outcome. Are you going to allow this to happen and, uh, and allow this junk that's going in your life to define you or to refine you? I'm not defined by cancer but I'm becoming a man I never would have become if I had not had to go through cancer. 
I'm grateful for this, for the struggle in my body, for the wrestling with God, because in these moments, I am made anew. I was making a choice, Mm -hmm. making a hard choice, Mm -hmm. and I was choosing hope. And everything we talked about today comes back to that seminal discussion of we have the power to choose. Choose you to this day who you will serve, as mm. Joshua, Joshua said in Joshua 24, I believe. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm. As for me and my house, we will hope. We will hope in the God of hope that he will bring us through everything that we are facing. And it's not wishful thinking. It's not wishful thinking. It's confident expectation. A confident expectation of the goodness of God. It is. I wanted to, I finished up the last session sharing a declaration of hope and I want to do it again. I want to, I want to, repetition is good. It's quoting scriptures again and again is good. Meditation is good. And so this is a declaration of hope I want us to end on. Choose the paradigm of hope right now and start saying about yourself what God says about you. Right now, say these declarations of hope out loud with us. I am confident in the goodness of God. There is hope for me. Just a minute. I want you to say that and let me repeat it okay. after you. Okay, repeat after me. I am, I am confident in the goodness of God. I am confident in the goodness of God. There is hope for me. There is hope for me. The Lord's mercies are new every morning. The Lord's mercies are new every morning. And His faithfulness is great. His faithfulness is great. I will hope in Him. I will hope in Him. My God will supply all my needs. My God will supply all my needs. According to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. According to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I will draw near with confidence. I will draw near with confidence. To God's throne to God's throne where I receive mercy where I receive mercy and find grace and find grace to help me in my time of need to help me in my time of need I believe God has plans for me I believe God has plans for me for good and not for evil for good and not for evil to give me a future and a hope to give me a future and a hope I am a new creation in Christ Jesus I am a new creation in Christ Jesus my past has been wiped out my past has been wiped out everything has become new everything has become new I will humble myself and pray and seek God's face I will humble myself and pray and seek God's face turning away from my wickedness turning away from my wickedness so that God will hear from heaven so that God will hear from heaven forgive our sins forgive our sins and heal our land and heal our land nothing is impossible with God nothing is impossible with God I am the apple of God's eyes I am the apple of God's eye he hides me in the shadow of his wings. He hides me in the shadow of his wings. Therefore there is now no condemnation Therefore there is now no condemnation for me. For me, because I am in Christ Jesus. Because I am in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Men will see my good works and glorify my Father. Men will see my good works and glorify my Father. Who is in heaven. Who is in heaven. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. Through him who loved us. That's good stuff right there. Amen. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being with us again today. Dad, thanks for sharing from your heart, listening to the Holy Spirit. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Continue to grow in your hope. Continue to fan that that ember of hope in your life. Make that choice. Make those good choices to channel your negative thoughts, release them, let them go, and hold on to the scriptural thoughts of hope, God kind of hope for your life and for your future. 
Grace and peace on you all, and we will talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening today to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Terry Law Speaks. Go to terrylawspeaks.com if you'd like to book Terry to speak at your church or special event. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and many of the other major podcast platforms. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time as we continue to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear.